0: Hello, and welcome to the Amber Stitt Show. I am your host, Amber Stitt, and I am obsessed with helping people get their financial and personal lives in order. Every week, my guests and I explore the fundamentals and practices that will help you stay on top of your game in business, but also at home. I believe we all have different pathways we have to take to reach our peak performance so that we can live up to our peak potential and this podcast is dedicated to helping you get there. I'm excited to share the insights and habits that my guests and I have cultivated throughout our lives so that we can help you on your journey towards a happy, successful, and fulfilling life. Let's jump right into today's show. Hello, and welcome to the Amber Stitt Show. I am your host, Amber Stitt, and today we welcome back my friends and colleagues. We got Kyle Christensen and David Mullen back on our show today. So thanks for being here, guys. Thanks
1: for having us. Thanks again. We're glad you're not sick of us.
0: (laughs) Well, we let you come back. No, there's so much uh, information to share. You guys have a wealth of knowledge. So Today, I would like to share a little bit more uh, for those that are looking to be in financial services, some topics and some some ideas and tips for you all. Um, For those of you that are thinking about being in the business or just enhancing your business, because I know that I've had a different journey coming into the business. I share a lot with people about um, kind of why I hid from the industry and why I got back into it just to help because... Uh, There's a lot of work to be done, a lot of people to help, and so if you enjoy helping people, there might be a place for you here um, in the financial services arena. So I thought you guys would be great because I know that you have similar stories, but a little bit different paths, and um, you also have a couple businesses that we we can share with the audience, too, that might be helpful. Before we get started with our episode today, can you guys talk a little bit, give a quick little bio for those that have not listened to the first episode? episode yet. I want people to know what you guys do, and um, so I'll let you take it from here.
1: All right. Um, so again, my name is Kyle Christensen, and, and uh, Amber, so nice to invite us on here, so thank you so much. Um, I've been doing financial planning for 23 years. I'm a certified financial planner, um, and I started my own financial planning business in 2004, and it's called Unique Advantage. And uh, I had partners at the time, and we had a, a, a not nice breakup that <laughs> of can the happen. partnership. <laughs> yeah, that can happen. I, I learned a lot from it. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, I went a long time with just being solo. And, uh, eventually David Mullen begged me to bring him into the business. So
2: is that how you see it, David? (laughs) That was pretty much it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) groveling, right. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Uh, No. So, so, uh,
1: David became interested. I really didn't want to bring people in. And I think that's kind of the purpose of this podcast a little bit is I saw so many people fail in this business people that I knew and liked. Right. And yeah. so I was really kind of not excited to bring people into the industry. And, uh, David kept asking me questions. We were, f- we've been friends for a while and he started asking me questions and asked me to do things. And, and eventually I was like, you know what, David, I think you'd be really good in this business. This yeah. is kind of going against what I have committed to, you know, not bringing people in, but I think so you'd that's be what really you good.
0: Meant the first episode, when you talked about that, because David, you were doing something completely different when you were a, a supposedly pestering Kyle with questions.
2: That's right. That's right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it was like a natural connection. It was already there. It was just the timing, sounds like.
2: Yeah. I mean, we've known each other for what, about a dozen years now, but uh, we've been working together for five, six years. Mm-hmm. So, And it was, it was just kind of that natural, I mean, it was a friendship. We'd known each other. We'd gone through things. And then... Um, yeah, just the business things that came into it. And so Mm -hmm. it just became kind of that learning thing. You know, I never, never just say no to something right off the, right off the bat.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, so we just kept talking and the more I learned about it and the more I observed and watched and it's like, okay, Hey, I think this is, I really, I like it. It did resonate more with me and the style of it resonated a lot more with me.
0: Well, even just meeting with you guys, even this year. A lot of it just boils down to some common sense. Um, so I really like the methods behind some personal investment, it's, personal development. Not always so
2: common, Amber. Right? I'm I sorry. know.
0: Like our our brains get in the way. It's just pretty amazing how oh, that yeah. can happen. So I had shared with you guys, and, and part of the path for the Pathways audience, we we talk about building community, and so part of that step initially was for those. Just anything that we do, if we have a great community, whether it's friends, family, maybe you don't have friends and family, you might have the church, whatever the the, the group might be for you, um, it, it helps you get through life better when you have a community. So building community is so important and it can be fun. So when I built the Pathways of Peak Performance, it was during the time of COVID and people really weren't seeing each other. So I said, how do I as a virtual business, I'm virtual. I think you guys are as well. We don't really see each other face-to-face. A lot of the times in our day, we help clients virtually. So I wanted to to gravitate towards some groups that I knew were in the financial services arena. So that happened to be uh, NAFA. And then I got involved with Women in Insurance and Financial Services. And then there are some leaders groups through some of the insurance organizations that we affiliate with. And it was actually really nice to get Back and talk with people and just brainstorm and have that collaboration. I think sometimes, I don't know what the actual stat is, Kyle, you might know, but um, where people get in the business and they fail, there's like five years, you're out. Like it what's the there's a huge turnover. So I think that's what you mean. If I'm gonna bring someone in and train them and they're not going to do well and they're gonna just leave anyway, that could be tough for a business owner to, to manage, right?
1: Right, right.
0: So what? Yeah, is- and I,
1: I think that's a, a big issue, right? It, the, the turnover in our industry. I don't know the exact statistic either, but it's it's incredibly high. Um, you know, I, I think back to when I started in 1999. There's not one person that started with me, at least in that office. Right. That's still there. That's yeah. still actually in the business, which is crazy outside of myself. So, yeah, it, that's too common.
0: So, you know, I plug into these groups, these, uh, and you know, you pay a fee to be part of these organizations often. So you're like, why am I doing this? But if you really tap into it, you can meet people and then have some thought leadership and mentorship. There's nothing wrong with having somebody help mentor you and then trading that out for somebody else. So if you're looking to get in the business, I think that would be one thing is start hanging out with some of these people. David's talking with Kyle and then it just naturally fit um, in to have the teamwork there but maybe it's not that maybe there's a, a way to be a consultant and provide something you're great at and, and collaborate with a strategic partner. I think the old kind of antiquated model is have the biggest firm out there and be the you know the advertising on the billboard or the the, the, the football game or whatever it is but what if you're able to do what you love? figure that out and then really polish that and then have strategic partners because if you're not doing what you love, you're not going to, going to do it well and your clients are going to feel that. And I think you guys mentioned something that is important about turnover. Clients don't deserve to lose their advisor and then just be kind of thrown aside and not have the service element. And we're, that's huge. So we need to yeah, fix that. Happens
1: all the time. Yeah, happens all the time. And I love what you're saying about um, having a love for what you do. I, I'm reading a, a throwback book. I always throw out a lot of books, don't I, Amber?
0: <laughs> oh, I have uh, to write them down. I'm like, okay, I have to go I to know. the library because my husband keeps saying, why do you keep shipping these books to the house? Yeah. Come on.
1: <laughs> so I'm reading John Wooden's book. He was a coach for UCLA, one of the winningest yeah. coaches ever in history. Huh. And his what he's famous for, other than winning championships like crazy, is he created the pure, his pyramid for success. And the two bottom corner pieces, which he never changed, by the way, of this pyramid, the two bottom principles are hard work and enthusiasm, okay? And and he defined enthusiasm by loving what you do. And just like you said, if, if you don't love it, you're not going to put your whole heart into it. You're not going to study when nobody's making you study. You know, yeah. they're not going to – you're not going to – so – that's, that's a big thing is you've got to have those two elements. If you really want to be successful at anything, you've got to have those two elements.
0: So what's amazing about, I think, we'll just call it the enthusiasm. Some people say, how do you find time in your day, Amber, to do X, Y, Z? I see you doing these things. Well, I'm doing things that I like so it doesn't feel like work and so if i prioritize my day and what's important to my family then i can free up what's important for my business for my clients and then some of these other things it's pretty amazing for me and it's this is cheesy but i don't ever really feel like i'm working because i love what i'm doing so it wasn't always the case it took me a while to get here but i have no regrets on my my kind of the decade that took me here because i grew up with a, a family of entrepreneurs Somewhere in the industry, and I worked with my dad for undergrad uh, for a while, and his style was just different than mine. Lots of whiteboards with the buckets. I'm sure you guys do that a little bit, but it i saw lots of numbers and illustrations as the proposals and it just scared me so i said this isn't for me and i moved from nebraska to arizona and i get into the mortgage industry as a processor fast forward i'm a transaction oriented person i actually love transactions what's funny about that is that people assume because i do transactions that i don't care about people but I do, I actually want the most efficient process available to them. And I love products and information. So I deliver that. Okay, so then when it comes to some of the planning elements, what if I have a strategic partner that can do that? So for the people listening that are trying to figure out and find their path, there isn't a right or wrong. There really are I think the traditional model of the firm, that the the maybe the investment firm or the financial planning firm. Might have a kind of a way, a structure, but I think we all can agree after over a decade plus, it, you can build your own model and your own way of, of helping people.
1: Yeah. And, and that's what we've really done. I mean, and that's, that's where I'll, I'll put the shameless plug for our business, which is Fiveth, right? Fiveth.co, which barely, the, the new website is okay. barely launched. So check that out. But yeah. uh, the purpose of Fiveth is to train people on becoming principles-based financial planners. Okay. Right. And and the objective of principles-based financial p- planners is to help people become and remain financially free through learning these principles. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I love what you're saying. You know, it, it when you mentioned uh, what you like is transactional business and you like the products and those kinds of things, and that's what you do and you love it. Uh, it made me think of, uh, you find, you find riches in niches, right? <laughs> it's
0: a thing. So, yes. Yeah.
1: So, you know, you find what you're great at, what you love and, and just do awesome at it and you'll be very successful. And that's what Fiveth does. It's not for everybody. Not everybody <laughs> wants to be a principles-based financial planner. Mm-hmm. Um, but those who might be attracted to that, that's that's a good resource for them.
0: Well, I mean, if anything, Kyle, you have a book that anyone could, t- could pick up, so that'll be linked up in the description boxes, but that's a place to start just to get an introduction of just what can yeah. be there for them. Kind of back w- when you're talking about niches, I heard a niche is actually a part of like in a wall, it's like a shelf. I've heard that it's niche, but I always feel really bougie saying niche. So I, I go back and <laughs> forth with niche and niche. But um, for a while, it was... But then you'd have in- to
2: say "Riche" instead of yeah. rich. is yeah. in riches, right?
0: And then I think you need to have, like, what was the guy with the long hair, the model? Um, then you need to have him in, like, the... He was yeah, like on Fabio? The yeah. Fabio. Right. Fabio, yeah, there you go. Yeah. So selling disability insurance, David does as well, it's not the most glamorous, exciting thing thing to talk about. And so when I sell disability insurance and life insurance and people say, well, gosh, Amber, you should be doing XYZ, too. Some of my colleagues tell me that if you're thinking about being in the industry, you don't have to do all things. You can literally do what you love. And then you know, you hear about stay in your lane. Well, I think that's true. But once you become an expert, if there's something else you need to add to the mix that makes sense for your clients, you can do that. And right now, we're adding a lot of information on long-term care products because of the legislation that's out there coming for people. We talked about, you didn't really say government, I don't think, in our first episode, but we're talking about decisions being made for us and our money, and there's a lot of states forcing some legislation or filing for it. So that was a natural third product to be added to our um Our expertise is to really start helping people with that and making some decisions before legislation hits the state. So having a proactive, um, educational, kind of learn what's out there, learn what you might want to do. Because not everyone wants a traditional long-term care product or a hybrid product. They might want an insurance product with a writer that qualifies. So that's a whole other topic. But you can see where I started with two things, and I'm adding a third, and there is a fourth coming next year. It all just takes some time, but what's nice is you can really specialize in what you like. And then sometimes naturally other things just f- flow in and it's it's a really cool uh, transition. Um, so that's just something for, for the audience. I want you to know that you don't have to be doing all things. And so we've talked as a group that firms sometimes force a lot of the licenses onto new people. Maybe they're in the industry or just moving into working for a new company. And how do you feel about that? Just that process of just, just go get licensed. We'll pay for it. And then you can start working.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a, uh, in my mind, I think of the term chop shop, right? <laughs> I mean, it's just the, the turnover is, is a ridiculous, you know, level. It's unfortunate right? And it really doesn't need to be. So the industry has kind of adopted this model, this antiquated model, in my opinion, of Mm -hmm. just bringing people in, anybody who can breathe. That's kind of the joke, right, Uh, of the industry. And it's really scary, too, because then all of a sudden these guys are out there or these guys and gals, right, are out there giving life-changing advice, right? right? Life-affecting advice with very little experience. They passed a test, right? Uh, Robert Kiyosaki in his book, Fake, which is a really great book. He talks about how most of the industry, most of the financial planning industry are fake advisors. In fact, he calls them a 30 day wonder financial planner because in right. 30 days they get hired, they get licensed, and now they're out on the street trying to get clients, right and uh, And of fake course, they make it: Yeah, and of course they aren't teaching people what needs to happen in order for them to to be successful financially. They don't have that knowledge, right.
0: Yeah. And so if someone is not a financial planner for years and then becomes one, they don't have to do the fake it kind of model. They might have business expertise that they're bringing to the table. So I guess the point is don't be afraid if you don't have the tenure and if you want to be an insurance advisor, financial advisor, whatever the title is for for you, risk manager, whatever it is. You bring something to the table and that goes back to focusing on talents, which is pathway number one, do what you love, love what you do, but know who you are. Then you can provide, really, you can help people that way. Some of the other products or um, information that you might want to start providing comes with experience. And so, yeah, so I just want people to yeah. know that there is a place and you can really be in financial services your way. David, we talked about, um, I mean, cause, because because you, you had been in different businesses prior to this one. and so you can see where you know if you're could uh, we talked about the turnover, you can see where there's turnover and that's giving our industry a bad image. And so I know we all are actively working to fix that so the younger generations can see that, that we need them and we want people to, to really like being in this industry.
2: I, th- I think it probably, like your pathway talks about, talent is probably a good place to start in the industry, right? Um, being able to talk with people, because that's a, that's an essential component, even whether you're in a niche or a niche or, or overall or more broadly defining things, right? <laughs> it's <laughs> it's um, being able to communicate, I think, is critically important. Um, now, it doesn't mean that you can't have a lisp or that kind of thing, because there's been people that have been very successful even with with those types of things. right? So that's totally fine. But being able to communicate the ideas clearly where somebody can understand it. Um,
0: and then funny I, apparently is a necessity because I, I don't right. know if anyone caught, right. you said lisp. So, right?
2: That's right. That's not right. List, yes. Not a yes. list that you would
0: checklist for a client. That's correct.
2: That's correct. No, that's, that's right. You can well, have well I mean one, one of, of the industry, of the, right? That's right. Well, one of the big guys in the life insurance industry was a guy by the name of Ben Feldman. And, um, he was one of the first guys to sell a million dollars in premium in a year, oh my God. but my father knew him, but he talked with a lisp and he, he told my dad, I mean, my dad still, he can't repeat the story without doing the lisp, Right. But, but, and he was only like five foot one or something like that too. So it didn't, it what didn't have the stature of somebody that somebody would listen to or that kind of thing at all. But, but he was good at communicating the ideas to people and that's what mattered. Right. He had, yeah. still had that talent. Um, so I think that's helpful, but then having a track to run on and, and understanding what they're going to say and why they're saying things, I think is powerful too. So whether you're specializing with a specific product or whether you want to help people with their overall finances, which is more what we're in line with, right. Understanding, Hey, where do we go to, to even have that track? What resources do we start with? How do we start building that knowledge then too?
0: For the audience, I can, what I can help you with is if you're just not really sure where to start, what committees to be a part of. You don't have to be a female to be part of WIFS. So you hear me talk about that. But one of our colleagues talks about, you know, if you're not, if your calendar is empty, go fill it up. Maybe it's not with clients right away, but join up with some groups. Get out there. Have coffee with people. The brainstorming is powerful when you start connecting with people and really trying to tap into just learning more you're better for your clients. So if you're feeling a little discouraged, I think you got to find a community. And maybe you're not paying for coaching per se, but there are people out there that will share and and collaborate with you. So I think that's a place to start. If you're already in the industry and you're happy, I think still you need to be connected and find some like-minded individuals or they say make sure you're not the smartest one in the room. It might feel good, but You need to maybe find those that are smarter than you and be surround yourself with that. Or you know, we joke about you know, I'll joke about that. But reading, what if you don't love to read? Well, then go find these people, go attend something, listen to something, get out there and just start. It's funny how you might test for something that we need to for our continuing education. You're like, oh, I might not ever use that. But it's funny how the brain works, and subtly, sometimes these things just connect way later on, and you never realize. It was just so important so if you're feeling there's a little bit of a lag you're nervous about the next year get out there and connect and there's no excuses anymore there are so many things you can do virtually and in person so that would be my advice i'm always happy to share my story about kind of hiding from the industry then getting into it what about you guys what do you recommend or what could you help people with because i feel like you guys do some consultations if people are curious they can find you and you guys will meet with them and kind of talk them through the principles, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I just want to say first, this is an awesome business to be in. It really is. It's a fantastic industry. If you you like the idea of not having a ceiling, like nobody's telling you how much you can make. Nobody's telling you where you can live. Nobody's telling you what car you could drive or if you want to work from home or work from an office. You get to choose all of those things if you want in this industry, which is what other industry lets you do that? You know, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. And, you know, the fact that all three of us, uh, you know, 100% of my client meetings are done remotely. Mm-hmm. I could live anywhere I want in the, in the country, you know, and, and so I love that. It's just an awesome industry. Too many people just don't last long enough to experience how awesome it is. Uh, but it, it can be life changing. David's told me multiple times how he how he and his wife just are so grateful uh, for their experience in it. So I would just add that, you know, people need mentorship. Right. If if you want to succeed in any profession or any endeavor, mentorship. Right. Mm-hmm. And you've got to find that you find that through reading, you find that through systems, you find that through businesses, you know, general agents can be that if if they're really good. Um, but unfortunately too many fall short, right. And they, it yeah. becomes the chop shop and then they're in and out. So, uh,
0: American college has a bunch of statistics on mentorship. So I might share some of those facts in the, the description box or the show notes. Uh, another thing too, that you could do, and this is good for anybody, get involved with some nonprofits, participate pro bono you know just get out there there's a sense of purpose that comes from and you guys talk about doing the work you got to do some work and working on the business but you know it starts within you yourself your family the people that are important to you get out there and help there are some great collaborations i've made by participating and volunteering for things so if you're you're right. like okay i have enough friends in the financial services but i still need to get out there and do something different um, that's just a great way to be out there and meet people too.
2: Yeah, I think a big thing to me too, at least starting in the business, if it's helpful, is identifying the difference between just busyness and actually productive work. And so sometimes it can be productive to learn and those types of things, and to have those those groups. But also, it's not gonna it's not gonna put money in your pocket, yep. right? I might watch a ton of meetings of Kyle's where I learn a ton, but when he closes a big case, it's not paying me. So it's, it's still, there's a certain level of activity that we need to make sure that we're doing to to put in that effort in that
0: way. And that's where I I always go back to that focus on talents. If you're listening to this, you need to pull some nuggets out that you can be, it's the application, make sure you're walking away with something. Sometimes we kind of get forced into this meeting or something to participate in. You get to decide what you want to take out of it. And if it's like I already know this, well then who who are you meeting or who do you want to meet? A lot of those successful people say if there is something coming up, do research on the people that are presenting or the keynotes and then go talk to them. There's so many ways to 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 help yourself. But again, it it goes back to what you guys talk about in your steps and principles is you gotta be responsible and accountable. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. Yeah, so I appreciate you guys having this little kind of roundtable discussion on this. It's, it's so important for me to have people excited about the industry and really change the image of it because, like you said, it's, it's an amazing profession to be in, but there are so many people that we can help. And so, Kyle, let's close with that statistic that you talked about, about people leaving the industry.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is a, this is a dying industry in a lot of ways, right? I mean, the average age of a person in the insurance industry is 58 years old. Uh, and, and they're not attracting young people, right? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's a little bit scary. And I think part of that is that we've become commoditized or what we're offering is commoditized. So people can go on a computer and just buy insurance, right? They don't have to talk to somebody. So what really matters is that we're providing much more value than that. There's no financial product that actually makes somebody successful financially, it's actually mm-hmm. the principles behind it. It's, it's, it's like handing people golf clubs and saying, oh, here's a golf club. You're going to be a great golfer now. There's so much more to it, right? There's the lessons. There's how to use it. There's how does the game work? There's the yep. mentality. And so, you know, that's what Fiveth is on a mission to do is to mm-hmm. bring in people and, and help them learn that side of things because it's really not all about the products.
0: Yep. Well, I just had a golf lesson and I was learning retraining on the grip and the setup, and truly, if you set up things for success, you're going to knock it out of the park. And um, not to get political here, but I did do some gun training earlier this year, and it's almost the same thing. If you line up everything correctly, you should be able to make the shot. And so, I think that's just one thing for everybody to know is there's a way to make it in this industry. So if we can be of help, uh, let us know. And so I'll have your guys' information uh, below so they can reach out, and I'm always happy to answer questions too. So thanks, everybody, for listening, and thanks, guys, for being here.
2: Thank you so much,
0: Thank you for joining us on today's episode of The Amber Stitt Show. For more information about the podcast, books, articles, and more, please visit me at Amberstit.com. Until next week, enjoy your journey at home and at work. Thank you for listening.